0: That's what player of the year MVPs do. When the, when the game's on the line, they show up. They perform when the lights are the brightest. And he's done it time and time again. Game's on the line, he wants the ball.
1: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills.
0: show as sounding board for a lot of my real life issues uh, of which I have many our washer and dryers broken right now I don't know what to do about it um what else is wrong I think I need new tires but do I can I make it through the winter I'm not sure I need to fill them up more often than I probably should but do I need to buy new tires uh, I don't know I got a lot of issues I have got a problem that keeps popping up this week and I want to know if this is just me Am I being the unreasonable one here? Before we start the show, I, I need to, I need to confront this. Confirmation emails. In my opinion, they should be immediate. All right. A couple of days ago, I ordered a book. The book is on back order. I had to order it from the site that I, I trust, but it's not like it's from Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or whatever. And I made the purchase, and it says, "All right, you, your purchase has been made," but it didn't send me a confirmation email. Didn't send me. It didn't send me anything. 2 days later I get a confirmation email. That doesn't help me. 2 days later I've been worrying for 2 days that I just got scammed. My credit card info was stolen. And then today I have to book a hotel room. I call, set everything up, blah 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 blah, and I asked the woman on the phone, I said, "Hey, can you read me the confirmation number so I can write it down because I'm having a real issue with confirmation emails this week. Still haven't gotten one." Made that call at one thirty this afternoon. So I I don't know if I'm being unreasonable. I don't know if this is this is a me thing. But just this is really sticking with me this week, and it's starting to upset me. So I just, I I thought I would broach that subject, throw it out there, and maybe you can text me and let me know if I'm being the insane one. I don't think so. I think if I'm making a financial commitment and expecting a good or service in return in due time, days or or weeks down the road, I I want an email to hold on to. I want a receipt. Call me old-fashioned. It's just, it's it's been bothering me this week. Had to throw that out there. I didn't have to, but I, I wanted to. I wanted to make this your issue as well. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I need to go to the other side of the studio to turn this fan on, which I forgot to turn on. Hold on. Speaking of psycho things, OCD things, that's better. I always have a fan on in the studio. It has this nice comforting hum to it, and if it's not on, I, it's it's not happening. The, the segment's going to fall off the rails. I'm going to suck, and the show's going to suck, so I need to turn that on real quick. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Like I said, my name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had a better Less stressful day than I. And I hope if you bought anything or ordered anything, I hope you were sent a confirmation uh, confirmation email promptly uh, because it's submarined my day. Uh, and I hope that you haven't lived a similar situation today. Evo is going to join us at 5.30. Maybe I'll ask Evo. By that point, I'll probably be over it. We're going to talk a bunch about the Packers and some NBA stuff. But 5.30, Evo is going to be here. Now, Evo and I, we, we vary on a lot of our opinions. I'd say we're actually very similar people, but a lot of our opinions vary especially about Aaron Rodgers. So what I've been doing over the last couple of days and about a week or so, maybe a little more than a week, is everything I've thought, every opinion I've had about Aaron Rodgers, I've written down. And I'm going to give these opinions to Ebo, and I want him to tell me if it's fair or unfair. Like, am I being a hater? Am I going over the top? Or is this a reasonable take? And Ebo, who I think is on the other side of the Aaron Rodgers aisle, on a lot of these opinions, it'll be nice to cross-check. So he's going to join us at 530 Maybe we'll talk confirmation emails. We'll see. Send me a text, 608-796-2558. You can follow and tweet me during the show at Wisco Grant. All right, it's Thursday. You know the rules. You know the drill here. We're going to do the NBA Lounge. If you're new, welcome. Happy to have you part of the show. During the NBA season, we start every Thursday by talking about NBA. Might include the Bucks. Might not. Might include the Bucks a little. Might not include them at all. Might be all Bucks. I, I don't know. But here's how it works. If the NBA is not your thing, all right. Wait 10 minutes, we'll be done. And if this is your thing, if you love the NBA, well, then this is the best segment of the week. Congrats, you've made it. And if you miss it, if you're busy on Thursday, well, you always know, Thursday, 4 o'clock podcast. It's easy to find. That's why we keep it in the same spot every week. What's the music for? I I don't know. Just dress it up. Make it fancy. Imagine you're stepping into a lounge. You got some nice clothes on. Let's sit down and like the cultured individuals we are talk about some nba games really quickly two games last night because i know everybody's dialed in to every wednesday espn double header i know we all have it on our calendars i watched both games because I anything else going on Knicks nets we saw the cam thomas game last night that was pretty fun uh uh-huh. cam thomas had 16 points in the fourth quarter and the Knicks blew a 28 point lead at home to a team that has no kevin durant no kyrie no ben simmons that's just funny The Nets went on a 15-0 run in the closing minutes, and they stole the game, and it was funny. LaMarcus Aldridge, who I think is, looked it up last night, 36. I want to make sure that's true, because that just seems too funny. LaMarcus Aldridge is 36, (laughs) and he had 18-10 last night. The late game was Lakers-Jazz. I think the Jazz are the worst watch in the NBA relative to their talent and expectations. There's no contending team that I dislike watching. As much as the Jazz. But I watched anyways. And at one point, Anthony Davis goes down. He bends his ankle the wrong way. X-rays were negative, but that's probably their season. And I got mad because I went to sleep at the end of the third quarter thinking, Jazz, you're not going to blow this. Come on. Put the Lakers away. They're without Anthony Davis. I'm going to go to sleep. And then I woke up and saw the Lakers won. Because why would the Jazz be able to handle their business? So that just, I woke up already in a bad mood knowing that I missed the Lakers coming back and beating the Jazz. Thought it was safe to go to bed. Turns out it wasn't. So I just wanted to mention last night's games really quickly. Tonight's Bucks Sixers. We'll talk more about that as the show goes along. Get excited. Tonight's game, 730. TNT, I know our Eau Claire affiliate, W-A-Y-Y, and our lacrosse affiliate, wk 2 i Both Bucks affiliates. So you can hear Dave and Ben and Justin Garcia, or you can watch on TNT. Valley Sports Wisconsin. Our main event today for the NBA Lounge. If you look to the Eastern Conference standings, I know I've mentioned this a time or two. There's five games separating seeds, one and seven. And in the West, there's six games between the first and the second seed. So it's going to be a cakewalk, in my opinion, for Phoenix, unless Golden State gets healthy and hot, which I guess they could, but eh. Brooklyn is the eighth seed. Philly is the five. Boston's in there. Toronto's in there. Cleveland's in there. Meaning a great team is going home after the first round. The first round is going to collect a casualty in the Eastern Conference, a contender casualty. And that's fun. That kind of sucks, but it's also kind of fun. So today, here's what I want to do for the next eight or nine minutes. I want to act like the playoffs start today. And I want to talk about these matchups and what these playoff series would look like if the playoffs started today. Chances are that these teams will separate a little bit before April, but you never know. I thought that a month ago and it hasn't happened. This conference is... Very much log jammed. So here's our playoff picture. I didn't want to mess with the play so i just just doing one through eight. Bulls-Nets, the one-eight. Heat-Raptors, the two-seven. Bucks-Celtics is three-six. And Cavs-Sixers is four-five. That's interesting. Let's start with the one-eight. The Bulls, 31 and 21. 38 and 21, excuse me. Versus the eight-seeded Nets, who are 31 and 27. There are more question marks in this potential series than in any other. Obviously, we would need to know about Kyrie's status. Is something in New York going to change so he can play? If not, he'll only play road games, which actually might be better because the Nets would be the road team in this series. It's weird. They have a road court advantage. If Kyrie misses time, what do we get from Cam Thomas? Do we get what we saw last night? Oh, maybe I feel a little bit better. The health of KD is in question. The health of Zach Levine is in question. He had a visit with a specialist this week. Billy Donovan talked about it. Said it went very well. He's going to play in the All-Star game. That's cool for Zach Levine, and it's good for Chicago that he's ready to come back next week, and they're so confident with it that he's even going to play in the All-Star game. But it's not just Levine. Four of the top six Bulls players are out right now with injuries. Doesn't mean they're going to be out towards the end of the year. Let's see how they get healthy, see how they come back. What about Ben Simmons? What's he going to look like? And what is DeMar DeRozan going to look like in the postseason? His usage rate right now in the regular season is 31.6%, which is ninth in the league. Now, there are other great players up there. Embiid is one. Giannis is really high up there. Typically, a high regular season usage rate doesn't bode for postseason success unless the player with the high usage rate is stupid Hall of Fame all-time good. So we'll see. We've also seen DeMar DeRozan tail off in the postseason a little bit before. After all, the Raptors chose Lowry over DeRozan when they made the Kawhi Leonard trade in 2019. Also, who's guarding Kevin Durant? I think that's a fair question for every team, not just the Bulls. Can Lonzo and Caruso play big enough to bother KD? We'll see. A lot of questions, more so than answers, about Bulls' nets. That would be the potential series for the one and the eight right now if the playoffs started. 2-7. The 37 and 21 Heat versus the 32 and 25 Raptors. Is Siakam really as good as he's looked? Over his last six games, he's averaging 29, 10, and 6, 64% shooting, 44 from three. Raptors are deep. They don't have any bad players. They just got that young. They have a lot of good players. They don't play any bad guys. But is there a star among them? is there a star good enough to? win a playoff series or two raptors offense isn't always great they rank 25th in points per play in the half court they are better than only the knicks pelicans magic thunder and pistons they can defend but can they score i don't know do they have one guy when it gets tough can pascal siakam iso and make it happen i don't know this would be a low scoring series not just for the sake of the raptors but for miami miami can't shoot their two best players Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are a combined 14 of 71 from three this season. That's 19%. P.J. Tucker is shooting 45% from three, but I really did some digging on this today. If you look at NBA advanced stats, 81% of Tucker's attempts have been wide open, meaning defenses aren't covering him. So between Butler, Tucker, and Bam, three-fifths of their starting lineup, there's zero three-point gravity which leaves you Duncan Robinson and whoever else is on the floor. Hard to get your shot when there's three guys on the court that get zero respect from the three-point arc. Makes it tough to score. When their lineup is featuring Butler, Tucker, and Bam, three guys I just mentioned, they score 108 points per 100 possessions. That's 28th. 28th in basketball. Heat Raptors would be a slog. It would be probably nasty and tempers would really flare and Jimmy Butler would pretend to be a tough guy even though he's not. Be an entertaining series, but it certainly wouldn't be pretty. Let's talk about the 3-6. The Bucks versus the Celtics. It would be that round if the playoffs started today. Bucks are 36 and 23. Celtics are 34 and 26. Let's start with the Celtics, because I actually think there's more to say on Boston. They had a nine game winning streak snapped last night by the Pistons, who snapped an eight game losing streak when they snapped the Celtics nine game winning streak. Very bizarre. Although the Pistons have beaten the Bucks at full strength this year. Cade Cunningham had a really good game. I like Sadiq Bay. They had wins over the Pelicans, the Pistons, and the Magic. So the Celtics have beaten up on some bad teams in this winning streak, but you'll have that in any, literally any winning streak. There's going to be bad teams in there. That's how sports work. There's no winning streak that's an amazing team for 10 games in a row. It's just not how sports work. Their point differential, opponents aside, is now the best in the East. Point differential is a really good indicator. Night by night, are you showing up? And when you're beating teams, are you beating them by a good margin? Boston's defense is really good. Derek White and Marcus Smart are two of the top 10 defensive rating guards in the league. I love Robert Williams at his best, but you don't always get him at his best. He's one of the more inconsistent players, at least in the East defensively. He's hit or miss. I'm certainly not trusting him to keep Giannis in check. And Giannis this season has gotten so much better at avoiding charge calls. So that's a a big tool out of Marcus Smarts toolbox. Boston can defend just fine, but Chris Middleton eats them alive. And I don't know how Boston scores enough. Again, if you look at the three-point shooting, their best three-point shooter is Jalen Brown, who hits 34%. I don't know that that's going to cut the mustard. It might be a decent series, but over seven games, I don't know if that's enough to cut the mustard. Simply put, with the Bucs, there's not a lot to say about them. When Giannis, Chris, and Drew all play, Bucks are 23-6. and six. It doesn't need to be complicated. When they're healthy and they're all available... Forget Brooke Lopez and whoever they have at center. When those three guys are available, they're be the best team in the East. That's really all there is to say on Milwaukee. The last playoff series, if the playoffs started today in the East and we're not doing the play-in, would be the fourth-seeded Cavs, who are thirty-five and twenty-three, versus the fifth-seeded Sixers, thirty-four and twenty-three. This could easily flip flop. Obviously, this could change by the time the playoffs start. One thing I want to remind everyone with this series because I forget. <laughs> Tobias Harris is a thing. <laughs> I forget not only that he plays for the Sixers, I forget that he plays at all. There was once upon a time where we argued, would you rather have Chris Middleton or Tobias Harris? Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's let's go back and listen to one of those shows. Huh? Embiid is so good that he could win a series alone. And he might have to, given how Harden parts out in the playoffs. High usage Harden in his prime tailed off in the postseason. I don't know why that would change now. He's older, he's even less efficient, and he's been battling a hamstring injury since October. The recovery time on James Harden's hamstring is challenging the rules of modern science and health. It's nuts. (laughs) I kind of hope we see a Sixers-Bucks playoff series because it feels like a rivalry in the making and we've never got to see it on a playoff stage. But also, I want to see Drew Holiday put James Harden in the torture chamber for a seven-game series. I would very much enjoy watching that. Here's the thing about Embiid. Embiid's usage rate right now is higher than anyone in basketball, and with good reason. It's had to be. His usage rate is 36.9%. It's better than Luka, Trey Young, Giannis, and Ja, who are the next four best, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, Jokic, LeBron, and Steph. High volume, high usage rate seasons typically don't transfer to long playoff runs. Unless the high usage rate for that player is a generational takeover, a series, all time great player. And Embiid might be that guy. The thing that makes a Cab Sixers series so compelling, especially in the first round, is that if there's one team in the East that can throw bodies at Embiid, it's Cleveland. They have Jared Allen. They have Evan Mobley. They have size and strength and length, and they play physical. And the Sixers have to go into Cleveland, into that arena that's going to be fired up as any arena in basketball. This is the first time they're doing it without LeBron. I don't know. I'm not saying I like the Cavs, but I don't love the Sixers. See what they get from Harden. Losing Seth Curry really stinks, but they kept Tybal, and I love Tyrese Maxey. So we'll see. Cleveland, to kind of wrap this up, is in the same spot as so many other Eastern Conference teams. They have a great defense, but they can't score. And the teams that can score can't defend. Other than Milwaukee and maybe the best version of Brooklyn, none of these teams are perfectly balanced. None of these teams can boast a great offense and a great defense. And that's probably why none of these teams in the conference can separate. And we're talking about the one seed and seven seed being separated by five games. Where there's six games separating one and two in the West. Pretty nuts. Let's talk more about this. I want to bring the Bucks into the picture. Talk about some of their new additions: DeAndre Bembry, Serge Ibaka. We'll do that next on the Wisco Sports Show.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Show. My name is Grant Bills. Ebo's going to be here in an hour, which I, I guess that's that's still an hour away. That's plenty of time away, but I want to warn you now, set your uh, set your reminders, whatever. If you're listening to the podcast, know that towards the end of the podcast, yep, Ebo's in there. Keep listening. You'll get there. We're going to talk Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I guess we're going to play some custom version of buy or sell, basically is what we're going to do. Because Ebo and I, I think, are on differing sides of the Aaron Rodgers aisle a lot. And if you ever listen to me on his show or mine on his, wait, me on his show or him on mine, we're, we're always disagreeing about Aaron Rodgers stuff. So I've been collecting and recording all of my Aaron Rodgers takes over the last week or so, and I'm going to run them all by Ebo for his approval or disapproval. The Packers are bringing back Tom Clements. Um, you remember him? By the way, I guess I shouldn't assume he was the quarterback's coach slash offensive coordinator in 2015. He was the one guy who called plays for half a year before it started going south. And then McCarthy took it back. Remember that? We remember that, right? Tom Clements. Well, the Packers are bringing him back and everyone on Twitter is saying, well, this is great. This will make Aaron Rodgers happy now. Aaron Rodgers almost certainly is coming back. Yeah, but what if I don't want Tom Clements to coach my team? <laughs> I, I want to talk about that here in about 10 minutes. Maybe, maybe I'm finding a way to whine or I'm finding a way to disapprove of this move. I just, I don't like it. And we're going to talk about it. Not because it's going to keep Aaron Rodgers around. Rodgers can stay or go. I think I've said that if they trade him, I'll find a way to to like it and get excited about it. If he's back, I'll find a way to like it and get excited about it. But I don't like this Tom Clements thing. And I'll explain myself. We'll talk about that here in about 10 minutes. I want to do a couple of things on the Bucks. We just finished the NBA Lounge. We previewed what the Eastern Conference playoffs would look like if the playoffs started today. So the series would be Cavs Sixers, 4-5. The Bucks Celtics, 3-6. The Heat Raptors, 2-7. Wow, that's that would be a war. And Bulls Nets, 1-8, which would feature... The Nets starting on the road, but maybe getting advantage because they'd get to start with Kyrie as opposed to playing at Barclays. It's a mess. It was fun. And if you missed that breakdown of all the series, gave you some stats, gave you some things to watch, things to think about. You can find that in the podcast. I'll just post it after 6 o'clock. Search Wisco Sports Show. I want to talk about a story last night, and it it's connected to the Bucks. I was watching a little bit of the Bulls and the Kings, the new-look Kings with demonte Sabonis. And the Bulls held on 125, 118. And DeMar DeRozan again went stupid, sicko, dummo mode. These are the last seven games 38 points, 40 points, 38 points, 35 points, 36 points, 38 points, and 45 points. And he's done it on these shooting percentages 59, 67, 50, 64, 68, 59, 60. He is the first player in NBA history with 35 plus points on 50% shooting in seven straight games. He's been nuts. The Bulls are playing. They've been fun to watch. They're a fun team. But, 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 uh, and this isn't a, a Bulls but. This is something that I heard after the game that's related to the Bulls. that, that This confused me. So, last night, the Pacers, um, play, who the hell the Pacers even play? I don't care. They played the Wizards. Okay, no wonder I didn't care. So, the Pacers played a game. I saw this press conference after the game when Rick Carlisle, Pacers coach, was asked about Tristan Thompson. And this is where the Bulls come into play. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in a presser.
1: It was fun while it lasted. He's, uh, he's going to be joining a different team. He's going to be waived tomorrow, and he'll be joining a, a contending team in the East, uh, a little bit North, if anybody wants to tweet. Starts with a C and ends with an O. Um But we thanked him More. for you know, what he's brought for the last uh, you know six or seven days. He brought a high level of professionalism, and uh, he's done a really good job. Chicago. Anybody you
0: didn't get that? Yeah. Ah, okay, so this is bizarre. I've never heard a coach do this. He's speaking as if he's for sure that Tristan Thompson is going to clear waivers before he becomes a free agent, which he will. Tristan Thompson is set to make geez, $9 million this last year, $9.7 this year. No team wants to pick that up. So they're going to wait for him to clear waivers, and then the Bulls are going to add him apparently. Now, his fit on the Bulls and the impact might actually be interesting, but what I don't get, isn't this tampering? So he's already talked to the Bulls about a situation and it's already been made public to Rick Carlisle and the Pacers. Isn't that tampering? Like the deal that the Bulls made for Lonzo and the deal that the Heat made for Kyle Lowry. I know we only talk about tampering when the Bucks tried to make a trade prematurely that one time. It's just, whatever, whatever. I think Tristan Thompson might actually be pretty useful for the Bulls because he's just a big body. Who can defend underneath? If he goes back and he watches film of what he was in 2016, if he can do 10% of that for the Bulls, 10% of what he did for the Cavs in their title run for the Bulls, well, now all of a sudden you have a somewhat useful body to get in the way of Giannis, to get in the way of Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant around the rack, maybe. He's not shutting any of those guys down. But he might be a better option than whatever the Bulls have now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched enough Tristan Thomas. Maybe he's hot garbage. I don't know. But as a worthwhile Big hefty defensive body. I think he could be helpful for the Bulls. The Bucks have added two similar fits, two similar players: DeAndre Bembry and Serge Ibaka. Neither one's a game changer. Neither one—not wholesale changes, but a little help here and there. They're not looking for a transformation; just a little boost. Here is DeAndre Bembry about joining the Bucks. This is from today.
2: Yeah, so uh, that was definitely my first day here, um being able to watch uh, those guys go out there and play. And yes, Giannis had a hell of a game. Um, Obviously, not his first 50-point game, but he looked comfortable uh, going out there doing it again. So, um, it was fun to watch those guys just to try to see um, how these guys uh, match uh, much with each other on in person. So, it was pretty cool. Um, got to sign yesterday, um, worked out a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, it's been good just meeting everybody and um, just trying to build those relationships really.
0: It makes me laugh a little bit. DeAndre Bembry gets released from the Nets. He's brought in by Milwaukee. He signs. And then the first night, he's a member of the Buck, the Bucks. He's sitting next to John Horst and watching Giannis score the easiest 50 points I've ever seen anyone score in my life. It was effortless, Giannis scoring 50. And imagine just joining a team and you're like, oh, so I get to play with that guy, huh? <laughs> Bembry is quick enough to stick on a guard. He's long enough to be a good help defender. They'll find ways to use him. Eric Name has a really good breakdown, a simple breakdown with a lot of film clips of what Bembry can add here and there. You can find that at The Athletic if you're a subscriber. Before we take a break and get into the Packers, I want to talk about the Serge Ibaka edition uh, while we're on NBA topics here. Giannis gave this awesome answer in a press conference about meeting Serge Ibaka and seeing how much he loves to be in the gym and I want to play it for you as we go into the break here. The thing about Serge Ibaka that I like, he won't play a lot of minutes. He's played on two teams that have made an NBA Finals. He's played all around the league. He's experienced big moments. He's experienced lots of situations. I think a player that's been around team to team is a little bit more predisposed to fitting in and figuring out how to work. And also, if Serge Ibaka is this exact, like he used to be Serge Ibaka with the Thunder, remember? He's reinvented himself. He's carved out a niche for himself in this league for a long time, and that also means you are a really hard worker. And as we go to break here, you can hear Giannis Kumpo talk about Serge Ibaka at workouts. He's always working, so I'm going to play this, and then we'll come back and talk about the Packers next on the Wisco Sports Show.
3: The man, he's going to be really, really good for us. He's still in, he's in the weight room lifting weights, like it's insane. Like he, the first day I met him, um, he worked out with us. Uh, I had my ankle obviously, but I was able to participate in parts of practice, but. I went back. No, actually, I went and uh, with my kids on Disney on ice, wherever the show they had here. Went back to the practice to grab something from my locker. It was like 6.30, 7 p.m. He was still there. You know, and uh, the next day after the shoot-around, he shoot-around is done. You know, everybody goes home to get uh, the nap, whatever the case might be, get ready for the game. He was doing his vitamins shooting. Then he was watching me shoot. And then after I was in the practice until like 1... 30, and he's still like stretching. He stretched for like 45 minutes, one hour. Like he lives in the gym. Like he loves this, you know. Uh, he loves taking care of his body. He loves being available to play. He loves competing. And man, like you know, I went to my to my vets, you know, G Hill and uh, Wes, and them I was joking. I was like, you, you guys gotta pick it up, man. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> this how a real vet's supposed to be. You know? but, I'm joking, but. um Man, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, have him. Um, now, what's going to end up happening at the end, who knows? But I know we have a guy that's going to compete with us. He's going to do the right thing, play the right way. He's a system guy, so I'm excited to play with him.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
0: Sports show. Wow, what a riveting half hour that was. NBA, we previewed what the Eastern Conference playoffs would look like if they started today, which they don't, but who cares? It was fun. Talked a little bit about some additions to the Bucs. I guess the Bulls are getting Tristan Thompson. Not sure how that's not tampering, but it's really only tampering when the Bucks do it. Just that one time. Just that once. Although they did investigate the Lonzo trade and the Kyle Lowry trade. They didn't find anything, though, so. Must be. Must mean there is no tampering going on. I want to move now into the Packers, and I think we'll stay with the Packers probably for the majority of the rest of the show. Ebo's going to join us at 530 from the zone in Madison, and I'm planning to talk Packers with him. Uh, I don't have anything to say about baseball. I don't have any NBA things left, so we have arrived for the show. I feel like this is going to be a lot of the offseason, by the way. <laughs> like, all right, I have one thing to say about the Bucks today. I have one thing to say about baseball, and then we just fill in the cracks by BSing about the future of the Packers and the intersection of Aaron Rodgers at this point of his career, and I just feel like that's going to be the blueprint for the show for at least the next couple of weeks. I was hoping we'd get some concrete news on the Packers today. We need it. Nay, deserve it. Just as a treat. A little bit. With baseball in a lockout and NBA All-Star break's about to start, so that's going to be brutal, too. Helps to have actual bits of news to talk about, and today... The Packers announced that they're bringing back an old friend, Tom Clements. Tom, welcome back. Last time you were in Green Bay, we were all complaining because the offense sucked. Um, (laughs) I guess I don't know where I was going with that. The report was first from Aaron Wilson underscore NFL on Twitter. He's from NFL Network because why would anyone in the Packers beat ever break any of these stories? Uh, Rob Domoski tweeted, Tom Clements has accepted the job as Packers quarterback's coach. Per a source, the contract has not been signed yet, but it is expected to just be a mere formality at this point. Okay. The original report, which was from Aaron Wilson NFL, just Aaron Wilson is his name. The NFL is the the Twitter part, obviously. His original report was Green Bay Packers expected to hire veteran assistant and former offensive coordinator Tom Clements as their new quarterbacks coach per league sources. Clements addition is expected to be welcomed highly, by quarterback Aaron Rodgers as he contemplates his future. Okay, to be fair, some of this is in the presentation. If Aaron Wilson tweets Tom Clements, longtime offensive coordinator and, and, and NFL coach, joining the Packers staff, taking over for Luke Getzi as the quarterback's coach, if I saw that, am I might think, All right, I guess it's whatever. A lot of experience there, it could do a lot worse, and I'd probably move on. And I wouldn't think about it a whole lot. I mean, I did to look it up today just to remember exactly how the Tom Clements thing went down with the Packers the first time around. So he took over play calling in 2015. I don't remember the offense being great in 2015. I remember the defense being better. But we don't know if that's Tom Clements, right? Jordy got hurt. The offensive line, I think, took a huge step back that year. They only took, um, well, Aaron Rodgers took 46 sacks. That's one of his more highly pressured seasons. I'm looking at the 2015 season against the or for the Packers right now. So, they beat the Bears in week 1. I have no recollection of that game. They beat the Seahawks in week 2, no recollection of that game. Chiefs in week 3. Was that the Monday night game? They won 38-28, I'm not sure. They beat the Niners 17 to 3 in week 4. Don't remember that game at all. Uh, they beat the Rams 24-10 in week 3. Was that the game where they had like multiple pick sixes? Let me pull up the recap. It's taking me to NFL.com. I don't want to do that. Never mind. Never mind. It's too much to ask. God, I thought I would get a sentence or two. They beat the Chargers 27-20 the next week, and then they went on bye. And coming out of the bye, they got hammered by Denver, hammered by Carolina. They lost to Detroit at Lambeau, beat the Vikings 30-13 at TCF, and then they lost to the Bears. That was the Thursday night game. That was the Favre game, I'm pretty sure. So they lose four of five coming out of the bye. And somewhere in that patch of games, Mike McCarthy takes back play calling duties. And I went back and I read articles about it today. It seemed not necessarily contentious, but kind of awkward. Reporters asked Tom Clemens, you know, how do you feel about this? What's your personal opinion about losing play calling duties? And he kept saying things like, "Ah, oh, we don't need to talk about it. I don't want to get into it. It just seemed very odd. I, I don't know. So this Tom Clements is now back as the quarterback's coach. And every report that I read, including the original one, but also, you know, follow-ups by people who cover the Packers, Rodgers will welcome this. Rodgers will love this. This is a move that will really, you know, make him think long and hard about leaving Green Bay, right? This is a move to placate Aaron Rodgers or to encourage Aaron Rodgers to stay. We're going to get one of Rodgers' old buddies. You know, once upon a time, Giannis would have welcomed back Jason Kidd. You would have made that hire, that reunion, to placate Giannis, to encourage Giannis to stay, to keep Giannis happy. Once upon a time, Giannis loved Jason Kidd, didn't want to lose him as his coach. I bring that up because players don't always know what's good for them, and they don't always know what's best for the team. They don't even know what's best for them sometimes. They know their game. They know how to play the game. But for the coaches and the support system and who they need playing with them, and in what offense they need to play, players don't always know what's best. I don't know. There's a reason that front offices do front office work, and players play. There's a reason that there are scouts, and general managers, and people who manage the cap, and a head coach that communicates all of these decisions kind of as a... Uh, a connective layer with the players. You know, I, in the front office, they're not me. I'm the coach. I'm on your team. But then again, when the front office asked Matt Lafleur a question, well, I'm, I'm really with you guys, you know, these players. Like, he is the connective tissue, keeping the players happy with the front office and the front office at least understanding of the players. Everyone's got their their role. Everyone's got their niche. Everyone does their thing, okay? Yeah. There's a reason for that. You know, and the reason I bring up the context of Giannis we used this last week as an example for a team like Portland that just had to gut their roster. Uh, the Lakers, who have now kind of hit a dead end with their roster. They have no moves left to make, no trade chips to cash in, no salary cap, nothing. Or uh, or the Cleveland Cavs, the Cavaliers, maybe a good example of this too, where a player with a lot of urgency pressured his team for win-now moves. Eh, we got to make a move or I'm going to leave. Got to make a move or I'm going to be unhappy. Coming out in press conferences saying, Yeah, I think we need to be aggressive, we need to make a move, we need to do this, we need to do that. When players do that, and LeBron has done it, and I think Portland fell victim to this as well. Sometimes moves for the sake of moves aren't a good thing. Sometimes the player doesn't know what's good for the player. How on earth Rob Polinka could have had Buddy Healed or, or or could have had could have had anyone, could have had Harrison Barnes and instead ended up with Russell Westbrook? No smart GM ends up in that situation unless there's pressure to appease a player like LeBron or Anthony Davis. And this is a different sport. This isn't basketball. But I think teams get into trouble when they start obsessing over appeasing a certain player, even a player as good as Aaron Rodgers. You know what really appeases a player? Winning. Winning. Winning lots of games. That's what makes a player happy. Oh, we're going to hire your friend. Eh, Actually, you know what would be better? Winning. Winning playoff games making it to another Super Bowl for the first time in 11 years. Zach Heilpern yesterday, who's on the show, made some comments about the Badgers. And he always makes comments that I like. I always learn something when I have Zach on. But an excellent point yesterday that he made, he keeps hearing that this Badgers team is close. Yeah, they're really close. And everyone's really, really tight in the locker room. Well, it's easy to say when you're winning. 2019, the team was really close. 2020, eh, not so much. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of beef. Guys weren't happy with each other. Oh, what's the differentiating factor there? Well, the team is really good in 2019. Uh, they're really good in 2021. Oh, they weren't so good last year. Maybe that's why they weren't close. Hmm. And we start thinking about all of these factors to keep players happy, make players want to stay. You know what makes players want to stay? Winning. And the Packers are winning a lot of regular season games, but they're not winning postseason games. And I don't know if bringing back Tom Clements is the, the straw that's going to stir the drink here. I'll take Rodgers back. Or I'll take a trade. I'm, I'm okay with either. But part of the reason why I kind of like the idea of a trade a little bit is it feels like we're going in circles. It feels like we've been going in circles since 2015. And we're trying again and again and again. And we're realizing that it's maybe just not going to happen. That it's not going to happen for Aaron Rodgers. And it's not going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, especially on this Packers team. So if I'm frustrated that my team is going in circles to no avail, I, sorry that I don't love bringing back Tom Clements, who was kind of a flamed-out offensive coordinator, play caller in 2015 under Mike McCarthy. Do you bring Dom Capers back? Sean Slocum? Who is it? Who is the other? Do you bring in Sean Menenga after 2015? Who did they? Who did they replace? Um, who did they replace Sean Slocum with? Ron Zook. Bring Ron Zook back. I just don't know why we're scavenging the remains of a Mike McCarthy coaching staff. And I look, I'm not looking to drag on Mike McCarthy, but I tell you what, when I listen to really smart football people who aren't Packers people and who don't have that respect and reverence for Mike McCarthy, they're not very high on the guy. They're actually pretty confused as to why he's the coach of the Cowboys. So scavenging his former assistants to appease a quarterback that hasn't been able to get it done in the first place, I just... I don't know. It's a quarterback's coach. So in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not that important. But I think a lot of us have have watched this last season and this last playoffs play out. And we've thought, man, Rodgers just isn't good enough. He just hasn't been getting it done. And then the Packers, on the other hand, are like, no, we want to go all in to keep him. And also, we want to bring back Tom Clements because they were boys once upon a time. One way to go about your business, I suppose, certainly. Let's take a break. If you want to chat about this, hit me up. 608 796-2558. 796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. More of the Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: My name is Grant Bills. I am trying to care and be interested and have an opinion about the Packers bringing back Tom Clements. And I think I have an opinion. I kind of hate it. Maybe I shouldn't care as much as I do. Maybe this isn't something that we should love or hate. Maybe this is just something that is going on in the offseason. Therefore, we're talking about it. You know? He's quarterback's coach. Does it really matter that much? I don't know. I don't know. Ebo's gonna join us at 530. Seems like a good question for him. Alright, new rule of thumb. Anytime Ebo is on, if we're going about the show and we can't decide on something, just write it down and we'll just we'll pawn it off to Ebo when he joins us at 530. He'll join us from the zone. He hosts over the line. It's our affiliate in Madison in the morning, six to ten. Send me a tweet at Wisco Grant. Text or call me, 608-796-2558. No calls yet. Today, it's been quiet. You must just be sitting completely enthralled. We started the show with the the uh, NBA Lounge, which I, I know I would I would just sit in silence and, and be stunned as well with that amazing content. We previewed every first-round playoff series if the playoffs start today. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that. Something that I stumbled across on Twitter over this last break. I didn't know this was a thing, uh, but I, I mean, I wouldn't expect myself to know this is a thing. This is why I follow the people that I do. So Ken Ingalls, Packers cap. You know who this is, right? So Ken is, I think he's an accountant. Uh, Yeah, he's a CPA. And basically his Twitter existence is based on breaking down Packers salary cap things, which is great because I don't want to do that. That sounds like a huge pain in the ass. It doesn't sound fun at all. So I'm glad Ken does it. So 20 minutes ago, he tweeted this. Packers players Devondre Campbell, Robert Tunyon, Chandon Sullivan, and Kevin King all have 2022 contract voids Triggering at midnight, February 21st. What's the date today? What's the date today? 17th? Okay. Extensions must be done before to prevent dead cap acceleration into 2022. So we're talking about Kevin King, who has $3 million in this category. Robert Tunyon, $1.8 million. Chandon Sullivan, 970000 And Devondre Campbell, 808000 So the Packers need to decide if they're going to extend Kevin King or Robert Tunyon or Channon Sullivan or Devondre Campbell to prevent any dead cat money being moved into this coming season. And they must do so by midnight, February 21st, which is Sunday night. Does that mean Monday night at midnight or Sunday night? Either way, we have a couple of days. And I... Peter Bukowski, who kind of annoys me on Twitter, but he tweeted this. Coincidentally, right before the franchise tender window opens... So if the Packers are going to tender any restricted free agents like Alan Lazard, right, this is the window that then follows. Peter says, would be awfully nice to know the future of your franchise quarterback for these decisions. Okay. I wonder if the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have discussed the future. I wonder if this is something that they know and they're just not telling anyone. I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers is hemming and hawing right now. First of all, there's no way he's retiring. Even if he comes out and says, I'm retiring, I'll be like, yeah, the hell you are, man. Shut up. Like, you're not going to believe it. There's no way he retires the same year as Brady unless he plans on coming back at any point, which why are you wasting prime years of your career? Brady can retire. He has, what, six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls? He's like, ah, do I really need a gun for eight? Rogers should be giving every ounce of his being to try to at least get to a second Super Bowl. He can't retire satisfied right now. There's no way that the Packers are like, hey, Aaron, do you know what your plan is? Do you want to be here? Do you want to go somewhere else? There's no way that they're asking him that and Rodgers is coming back and saying, I don't know yet. After that playoff game and early in the offseason when Rodgers was doing media availability, he kept saying, I'm not going to drag this out, right? I I want clarity for my team. I want my team to know my plan so they can make decisions accordingly. And we all heard that and we're like, oh, it's a classy move. Well, we're kind of at that point. Not necessarily today, but within the next couple of days, yeah. Packers got to know. And unless they keep it a secret, I would expect then we would know as well. Probably. Maybe hiring Mike Clements or Tom Clements. They dam- Damn them if they try to hire Mike Clements away from this network. Tom Clements, though. Uh, the, cu- the cousin of Mike Clements, if you didn't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any relation. Maybe I should text Mike and ask. If them hiring Tom Clements is the signal that Rogers is coming back as so many Packer people on social media want to make it out to be. I guess I could buy that because if Rogers truly means he doesn't want to drag this out and he doesn't want to put the Packers in a bad spot this offseason, we kind of got to know like right now or this weekend, like tomorrow or Saturday. So I'm not saying I'm going to wait by my phone and wait for an announcement, but I wouldn't be shocked the way things are, are kind of transpiring Seems like that's probably a pretty realistic time frame to expect something. Even though we felt like this offseason was going to take months, this is going to be dragged out, and it, it has felt dragged out even for the last three weeks, and the offseason just started on Sunday. We're four, we're four days removed from the Super Bowl. But it's got to happen quick. The NFL moves so quickly. The Packers have decisions to make finance-wise, contract-wise, tender-wise, with unrestricted and restricted free agents with void years and dead cap acceleration into 2022. The Rodgers decision is important to know before the Packers take any steps one way or another. I have a question for you. I don't often ask questions on this show. We don't do poll questions. We don't don't do topics like, what is your level of concern? Right? How confident are you in blah, blah, blah? On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Packers will win on Sunday? We don't don't normally do questions like that. But I have an Aaron Rodgers Packers question for you, and it's what I want to start the second hour of the show with here in a few minutes. And I think it pertains to this decision, their decision to hire Tom Clements, their upcoming decisions with salary cap for Kevin King, Robert Tunyon, Shannon Sullivan, any decisions they need to make around Jordan Love, any draft decisions they need to make. I think this is a question that's worth keeping in mind. Who has more leverage in this situation? The Packers or Aaron Rodgers? And there's lots of types of leverage. There's contractual leverage. There's financial leverage. There's PR leverage, momentum leverage. I want to talk about all this coming up. But as of right now, who has the leverage in this relationship? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? I think it's one party, but I bet if you asked 10 people, you'd get 10 very different answers. So that's the question that I want to attack coming up next. And we'll probably talk about this before we get to Ebo at 530. In this standoff, between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, even if it's a friendly standoff with lots of love and affection, of course. Who has more leverage? Brian Gutekunst and the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? We'll talk about that coming up next. Wisco Sports Show back in two minutes after this update from our good, good buddy, Zach Heilbrick.
2: That's what player
4: of the year
1: MVPs do when when the games on the line they show up they perform when the lights are the brightest and he's done it time and time again games on the line he wants the ball this is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports Packers Brewers Badgers Bucks the Wisco Sports Show is on the air here's your host Grant Bills
0: I ran to fill up my water bottle I did not hear Zach Heilprin's sports update and they are fantastic of course every single one um I don't know if you mentioned this or not but baseball leadership of both the owner side and the union side met today to discuss terms and the meeting lasted 15 minutes so <laughs> we're not gonna talk about baseball today unless you want to call in and add something. If you call in and bring anything up, I'll, I'll talk about basically whatever. But we're going to do mostly Packers. Evo's going to join us at five thirty. I don't have much to say about baseball other than this is this is this is this is bad. I wanted to go to Arizona. I wanted to go to some spring training games. It was part of this plot that I had to convince my boss to let me go to Arizona, but not take any vacation days. And I was going to do my show down there. And I was going to write all this great content. We could put it on our website. They, they were going to buy. They were going to buy it. I think I think I had it worked out in my mind where my like they were going to be on board with this. I was going to stay with my grandma. We wouldn't have to spend any money. I could go hiking. Like it was going to be great. And Rob Manfred and the owners and the players' association uh, really boned me out of that. So I'm a little upset about baseball, especially because we're supposed to start baseball. It starts at the end of March. It's not months away. It's like a month in a week. February goes by so quickly where we're really talking about a great possibility that the season doesn't start on time. talk about a lack of self-awareness, man. Baseball's like, yeah, we're in a great spot. Everyone loves us. We're the most popular sport right now. We can afford to miss games. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Whatever. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. All right, that's enough baseball talk. Let's get down to business. Let's talk Packers. I have a question, and I don't often pose questions to you. Um, we don't do, you know, the, the classic, what's your level of concern with the Packers? What's your level of confidence, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how worried are you for this playoff game? I don't, I don't normally do wide ranging questions like this. Here is my question to you. And I'm hoping that there's enough meat on this bone to have good, meaningful conversation until we get to Ebo at five 30, who will join us from the zone in this standoff might be a friendly standoff, but it's still a standoff between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Packers are waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Aaron Rodgers is trying to decide what he wants to do. In this standoff, which side has the leverage or which side has more leverage? I think it's obvious. I know you might think it's obvious, but I think opinions and I think takes on this really vary from person to person. I think if you were to ask 10 people, you get 10 very different answers. And that's why I'm posing it to you. Who has has the leverage, Aaron Rodgers or Brian Gutekunst in the Packers? Let me know, 608-796-2558. You can follow me on Twitter and tweet at me, at Wisco Grant. That's another really quick and slick way to go back and forth uh, during the show. Who Who has the leverage, Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? Well, I'll just come out and say it. I'll lay my cards on the table. I think the Packers have all the leverage here. I think the Packers have all the leverage in the world. Here's why. They just came up short in the playoffs. And yes, I understand that the special teams were bad. But Aaron Rodgers did not play well. And you factor in that Aaron Rodgers also put his foot in his mouth a couple of times this year. And he's not really winning any battles in a court of public opinion. So people are down on Rodgers right now. The Packers can say, hey, you didn't play very well when it mattered most. Yeah, we fixed the special teams. We're addressing things, but you need to be better. Tom Brady just retired. So your choice is either come back and play with us, or if you say you don't want to play for us, then fine, retire. No balls. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I don't think he will. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has any interest in retiring. So his choice is play for the Packers, or I guess don't play at all. And if Aaron Rodgers says, well, I want a contract extension, I won't play under a lame duck contract. The Packers say, oh, yeah, I think you will. I think you will play under a lame duck contract. Because if you play one more year with us, and you still want to stay, we can extend your deal, or you can just walk as an unrestricted free agent. And it'll be a huge deal, and teams will court you, and teams will move mountains to accept you. I think the Packers have all the leverage, but they're acting like Aaron Rodgers has all the leverage. We'll talk about that here. But first, I want to go to the phone, 608 Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Brent, this is
5: Mike from
0: Madison. How are
5: you today? Mike from Madison. Mike, I am excellent. Yeah, How are you? You got a lot of mics from Madison calling. Hey, I just uh believe it or not I just found I just found your show about a month ago and I love it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I do I do a lot of driving and I've been uh listening to the show, and I love the Packer talk. I'm a huge Packers fan, but I'm also a Cub fan, so forgive me for that. No, well, if, if you've we'll been listening for a month
0: yet, yeah, we haven't had a, we haven't had an opportunity to to go into that department yet. So that'll be fun when the no, time comes. No. <laughs>
5: I'll just I'll just say the trophy case in the Miller in the, in former Miller Park is pretty empty. That's
3: all. Yeah, yeah. And anyway. that's,
0: that's what we say to Vikings fans. So I I have no when when Cubs fans <laughs> say that to Brewer fans, I'm like, hey, we got nothing. If we're gonna play that card with Vikings fans, we got to accept that card when Cubs fans hit it with us. Right. So yeah. That's a yeah. great point. It is.
5: So just real quick on two fronts, talking about Clemens being hired, but just before I get to that, um, there's no question, the question that you pose, it has to be the Packers are in the driver's seat. I think so. It I think is so, yeah. I 100% agree. They're, with What they've got going on right now in that scenario is full, There's, I, I'll just call it full force in effect. There's no possible way Rodgers can go anywhere right now, and unless they trade him, and they're not trading him there's no possible way they're trading Rodgers. They've got too much invested in him to bring on Tom Clements. I agree with you. You know, you start looking at what he did back when this is just, this is just pacifying Rodgers in all honesty, because they know he isn't going anywhere. And so I just believe that as this season progresses, they're going to find out that in order to do this, I would guess they're going to sign him to like a three-year contract. It'll be base loaded, pretty low put some huge signing bonus on it and then probably have to prorate that three years out. Yes. And that'll allow them to do some of the signings they have to do, including some of the restricted guys or, you know, you just talked about Devondre Campbell and the rest of the guys. So yeah, this is, it's much to do about nothing. I knew that from the second it was done. Rogers is not, he's too proud. There's no damn way he's going to roll out into um, retirement when he's got one Super Bowl to his name and one, I mean, he hasn't even been to more than one. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right with you, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. That, but Grant, really appreciate the show, and um, I'll certainly uh, enjoy the time that I have. I know you're on until six, so I appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mike, and I appreciate the call. It was nice to meet you. We do have a lot of mics from Madison. I'm thinking of Mad Mike, who goes by Mad Mike. Um, I'm looking at my caller sheet here. We have an Ed in Madison. We can do okay. We have a Nick in Madison. I think we'll get by, Mike. You have a We have a Mike in downtown Madison, which is why. So we'll be okay. Mike in Madison, I, I, I think we'll be okay. I appreciate the call. So Aaron Rodgers is too proud to go out like that. I agree. I also think it means a lot for Aaron Rodgers to, if he can, finish his career in Green Bay. We're so quick to forget after the last two years, really the last year, which has been a whirlwind, we're so quick to forget that at one point, Aaron Rodgers was bummed about the Jordan Love pick because he was thinking and hoping that I can be a guy that starts and plays my entire career in Green Bay. I can go down in history with Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. There's a certain, I don't know, there's there's a certain royalty to that, to Green Bay quarterbacks, right? That's a good club to be in. That gets you somewhere. Um, that looks good. Like Like John Lynch played for... Like, John Lynch is with the Niners now. Like, that's another organization where there's some prestige attached to that with Steve Young and Joe Montana. Like, that's a brand you can attach yourself to. Same with the Steelers, right, or even the Broncos to a degree. Like, some of these legacy franchises. And Tom Brady went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, and that's great. Tampa doesn't have the cachet. If Tom Brady went to San Francisco and won them a title, that would that would have extra weight that would have more weight than winning a ring in Tampa same with the Broncos when Peyton Manning did it and i think Aaron Rodgers is smart and realizes that that even if he doesn't win 6 super bowls and even if he's not one of the most accomplished quarterbacks ever there's real utility there's real value in attaching your legacy to a cornerstone franchise like the Packers and going down in history as one of those Mount Rushmore Packer quarterbacks. So I don't think he's dying to leave for that reason. And we never would have thought any other way about him two years ago. We'd say, well, of course he wants to finish his career in Green Bay. He loves being attached to that brand. He loves He wants to go down like that. And then when the Jordan Love stuff happened in this last year, we've kind of forgot about that a little bit. Rodgers has always wanted to do that. And we've gotten away from that recently. So Mike bringing up pride, I think that was very astute. Bringing back Tom Clements, it bothers me a little bit. And it's not even because they're placating Aaron Rodgers. Well, maybe it is. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's part of it. I don't like them bringing back Tom Clements because it's about making Aaron Rodgers comfortable. And it's about bringing in someone he's familiar with. Who won the Super Bowl this year? Matt Stafford and the Rams. The Rams added new pieces all year long. There's nothing comfortable about the Rams. There were a ton of growing pains all year. Odell Beckham finding his fit and Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup developing a chemistry Von Miller coming in and trying to figure out how to play next to Aaron Donald. I don't think comfort wins championships. The bucks won a title after being the number one seed two years in a row. They made it look so easy in 18 and 19. And then again in 19 and 20 and we got to the playoffs and we thought, well, they didn't take the regular season seriously. They didn't learn. They didn't grow. And then in their third around with Coach Bud, they go through growing pains. They bring in new players. They try playing new schemes and new ways, and they lose lots of close games. And what happened? They won a championship. I don't think comfort wins titles. I think pushing the envelope wins titles, right? I think little little hot mess sometimes wins titles in a good way. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. They've tried it a million different ways. Nothing's worked. And now their next play in the playbook is to bring back a guy that was here in 2015 under Mike McCarthy? uh, To appease Rodgers, to make Rodgers comfortable? Comfort doesn't win Super Bowls. If Comfort wins Super Bowls, then Rodgers and the Packers would have been back to six of them. They've had so much continuity. Sometimes you got to push the envelope a little bit. In fact, what's the one thing that's made Aaron Rodgers play good the last three years? It's, the, it's Jordan Love. It's the one thing that came in and shook things up, disrupted things. So I, I, bringing in someone Rodgers is familiar with, someone he's comfortable with, why is it a good thing? Sure, Aaron Rodgers will enjoy it, but I don't know why that's a good thing, at least relative to trying to get back to a Super Bowl. Um, Here's Dean in Eau Claire who sent in a text. You can text or call 608-796-2558. Dean says, I think the Packers publicly make it look like Rodgers has the power so he can save face when he returns. The benefit of not having an owner with an ego. Oh, Dean. I really like this take. I'm leaning back from the microphone so I can think more critically. I'm leaning back in my chair. Because the Packers, I think they have the leverage, but they're certainly not acting like they have the leverage. They're negotiating in public for the first time I can ever remember in my life, saying, hey, we want to go all in on routers. We want to give them all the money. Bring him back as much as he wants. We'll extend him. Hell, you want Jordan Love gone? We'll cut him. We won't even trade him. We'll just get rid of him. promise. The Packers are going out of the way. Now they're hiring someone Rodgers likes. They're going out of their way to make it seem like Rodgers has the leverage, like he is the all-powerful one here. Wow. The benefit of not having an owner with an ego. That's really interesting, Dean. That's something I hadn't thought about. A lot of the Packers' ownerless takes, I think, are a little bit overblown, like when the Packers don't make a trade. There's always some analyst that chalks it up to not having an owner to to really push push buttons and, and and have urgency. I think that's overblown. This take is this take is interesting. I'm not gonna lie, Dean. This is something I want to think more about. I I really like this. Back to the phones we go. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this?
2: Uh, Kim from Madison.
0: Kim from Madison. Kim, welcome. What's going on?
2: Well, I have a devil's advocate here. Maybe they didn't hire Clements to play Kate Maybe they figured he was a good enough quarterback's coach that he's going to uh, groom Jordan Love. Maybe Rogers Ooh. is on his way out.
0: How much does a quarterback coach matter, do you think, by the way? Is there any other franchise that would be talking about a new quarterback's coach right now? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't care this much. So to, to groom Jordan Love... So, Tom Clements, I have his career up in front of me. Was he here? When was he with the Packers here? Let's see. So, he joined the Packers in 2006. Okay, so this is an interesting take. He was here when Aaron Rodgers came of age. So, maybe that's why they brought him back. Kim, that's an excellent point. All right, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for the call. You're a brief man. I appreciate it. All business. So, this is an interesting take. This is another interesting angle. Hmm. Well, if they brought him in to bring Jordan Love along, I mean, it's genius, right? It's a, it's a total Trojan horse because they brought in Jordan Love's mentor, but he's disguised as Aaron Rodgers' buddy, right? If Mike Clements, and I keep saying Mike Clements, damn it, threw my pen at the wall. I keep saying Mike Clements, Tom Clements, Tom Clements. I'm going to write that on a post-it and stick it to my computer during this next commercial break. If they brought in Tom Clements because they think he's the Jordan Love whisperer, It's brilliant. Rodgers would never see it coming. It's the, ultimate, uh, it's the ultimate Trojan horse. They're sneaking in Jordan Love's quarterback mentor disguised as Aaron Rodgers' buddy. And they even have reporters on Twitter doing the legwork for them. <laughs> Tweeting out comments. Wow, Rodgers will love this hire. Aaron Rodgers will love that his buddy is back in town when really the Packers are bringing him back because they want someone to groom Jordan Love. Wow, that's a take. Kim and Madison, Mike and Madison, both brief, but both brought the heat. And Dean and Eau Claire tying it all together with a comment about the owner. That's funny. All right, let's take a break. I need to write down Tom Clements on a post-it note uh, and not Mike Clements and think about some of these takes. And then we'll kind of put our closing remarks on this before we chat with Ebo at 530. Wisco Sports Show back after this. (laughs)
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Wisco Sports Show, Evo is going to join us in 10 minutes. I just want to run a lot of my Aaron Rodgers takes by him. Because I feel like we're a lot of times on differing sides of the Aaron Rodgers aisle. I mean that in a totally non-political way, by the way. I feel like we differ on a lot of our Aaron Rodgers takes. And if you listen to the times where I join his show every Tuesday morning, 7.40. This week I was a little drowsy. I'm going to have to apologize to him uh, when he comes on at a few. Because I, I I don't know what it was. I, just had a, I was yawning. It was bad is bad. And I know Evo doesn't put up for that. You got to wake up, drink your coffee, work out, be about it, just be awake and get after it. Evo's uh, not going to stand for that. So I'm sorry to Evo, and I will apologize to him in person or at least uh, voice to voice, man to man here in a few minutes. The question that I have posed, and I think it's interesting and you can really take it a million different ways and you can use this question to talk about a bunch of different things. Who has the leverage? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? Depends on what you value, Right contractual leverage, the Packers. If you just go by the book, by the the X's and the Y's and the Z's and the bullet points and the fine print, the Packers have all the leverage. Aaron Rodgers is under contract for one more year. And if the Packers want to make it so, Aaron Rodgers is either playing for the Packers or he's not playing at all. Now, Maybe the Packers take that approach. Maybe they don't. That's where opinion kind of joins into the conversation a bit. Packers have all the contractual leverage. They have the structural leverage. I also think they have a little bit of the PR leverage, too. Aaron Rodgers did not look his best at times this season, put his foot in his mouth a couple times. Now, he also won MVP, but he's won MVPs before. You win enough MVPs, it's to the point now where people start to not care so much about your MVPs, especially if you're coming up short in the playoffs, and the Packers have. Remember when Giannis won his second MVP People weren't quite as amped for number two as they were for number one after what happened to the Bucks in the playoffs, losing to the Heat. All right? Well, it should have been LeBron. Well, no, it shouldn't have. But I can see why people would react that way, mostly because a lot of people are dumb. <laughs> I don't know if the PR leverage favors Aaron Rodgers. I think it favors the Packers, especially the way that loss came down at Lambeau to San Francisco. Very ugly. Jimmy G, for God's sake. The Niners didn't score a touchdown. So I think the Packers have that leverage. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to run to Denver or go play somewhere else, I think a lot of the NFL fan base is going to be like, okay, dude, go ahead. Go off. Sure. A little bit like Harden jumping from team to team. It's like, well, dude, you keep coming up short. You came up short for years in Houston despite having a lot of good chances. So you got upset and you went to Brooklyn. And then you like it there because your team came up short. So now you want to go to Philly? Like, you can keep moving around, man, but it doesn't change the fact that you just haven't been able to get it done. And I think maybe a shred of that has become true with Aaron Rodgers. Not that it matters what side the PR takes. I don't think any Packers fans are leaving the Packers if Aaron Rodgers leaves the way the Packers fans left when Favre left in 2008. A lot of angles to think about. PR, contractual, financial, all of these things are a factor in who has more leverage between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Eric is on I-90. Eric, how are you today? Welcome.
2: I'm good. I'm good. How are you today, Graham? I am
0: just swell. I'm excited to talk to our friend Evo here in a few minutes, but I probably more excited to talk to you. You know I enjoy our conversation, so.
2: I do enjoy our conversation so much. I feel kind of weird. I feel like this lonely guy driving down i ninety.
0: Oh, I, I yeah, you show. know you know I don't I don't even feel like we're on a on a talk show right now, Eric. I, I feel like we're just two friends sitting at a bar talking about sports. That that's what I want this show to feel like.
2: That's that's really what it is all about. Now it is. Uh, what, what's the topic here? The topic is who's got the leverage? Yeah, yeah. Green Bay Packers got the leverage. They've always had it. I think so too. Because if I was in charge of the Green Bay Packers, I'd sit back and say, I'm going to take that big contract money. And T V contract money and I'm gonna fill this stadium and I don't care who I put out there. Yeah. They've always had. Right? Yeah. Sure. Um as far as his quarterback coach, does does Aaron Rodgers really need a quarterback coach?
0: I don't know. Does he listen to the quarterback coach that he has? Like other than talking about Austin Powers in the meeting rooms and like I I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe that's the question we should start with. Rather than giving our opinion on Tom Clements. maybe we should ask whether or not a quarterback coach matters at all, at least to the Packers and Rodgers.
2: Couldn't they just have Nicholas Page play Aaron Rodgers <laughs> as the quarterback coach? <laughs> probably. Probably.
0: Rodgers would love it. He loves nerdy stuff like that. So probably right. he'd, he'd love it. He'd have a great time. Rogers probably could say, He could say, I
2: am the quarterback and the quarterback coach. There I am right over there.
0: Yeah, player's coach. Like Bill Russell back then. And in the I am
2: ment- and me and Chris Collinsworth are mentally, telepathically communicating with him <laughs> right now. You love going back, you love
0: bringing up Chris Collinsworth. That's funny.
2: I do. I do. He did a pretty good job on Sunday night, so I have to say he did not blather too much. He really. You really
0: did I thought. I no, thought. I I thought they were good. And Michelle Tafoyas is now she's out of sports. She's doing politics now. So much has changed since Sunday with that I mean, Al Michaels is done. Michelle Tafoya is gone and now it's just Chris Collinsworth sitting there. Right, right. Is that is that
2: one of your like uh do you want to stay in radio your entire career or do you want to be you want to be like the Rush Limbaugh of Western
0: Wisconsin? <laughs> or do you want to be like Yeah. Right? I mean, I want to be the Rush Limbaugh of Western Wisconsin. I thought you were going to say that I should audition to to be on Sunday Night Football. I, yeah, I'll take over for Al Michaels, Eric, or I'll, I'll take over for Rush Limbaugh. I think they they got Bon Gino doing it or somebody. I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't think I, yeah, I could. I couldn't do politics. People. I couldn't do it.
2: It's not fun enough. Well, No, but I mean, this, I mean, do you guys like do you radio guys? Do you guys like whether you're a sports broadcaster? Do you are you know because those those broadcasters, Rush Limbaugh and Yeah. Well there's but there's many great ones, right? Do you mm-hmm. guys like not I don't think you idolize them, but are they like like top tier to you guys? Do you guys like do you guys in radio or is it changed?
0: I feel like Rush Limbaugh and I you'd have to ask people who I work with that are probably a little older, but he made AM radio a thing. Like he made talk politics radio a thing. So you gotta respect that. I I partially believe that everyone on the radio just really likes to hear themselves talk and it's mostly ego. So if you give me a microphone and tell me what to talk about, I'm going to do it just because that's how I'm wired. I think that's how radio people work, honestly. <laughs> is,
2: that why, is that why you got into it so young?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's more fun than politics, that's for sure. I had a guy from Madison the other night. Let me find this tweet. Eric, can I read you this tweet before I let you go? I want you to react to this. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So this yep. guy named Tom, I think he's from Madison, tweeted this to me after my show one night. Compliments to you for your excellent work all season. Your take on the Packers needing all of the stars aligned with a fresh perspective. You're articulate, smart, and void of any ego. You have a bright future. Do you, I feel I feel like the ego, I feel like I have a huge ego. I'm not going to lie. But the rest of that, yes, spot on. I think he's right. What do you think about that tweet? Oh, I think he's
2: exactly right. I mean, you have, have some, some kind of, <laughs> you have to have some kind of, you have to have some kind of Self confidence to be able to talk yes, it's for this true. period of time, and think that people are interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta believe. Right? Yeah, it's it's delusion. We're talking about the Badgers basketball team delusion. I think you need to be delusional that every word that comes out of my mouth is important and people care about every word that comes out of my mouth. It's an important part of this but job. I, here. I
2: gotta, I gotta imagine though that your ratings are are crawling from when I first started to listen. To you. you gotta be going up. <laughs>
0: It's all of your calls, right? I think, that's doing it. Yes, right? Eric.
2: Yes, and and my
0: here. my guest hits with Evo, who I have to get to. So, Eric, I've enjoyed this, but I unfortunately have to let yep, you go.
2: Everybody.
0: Yeah, I'll have a good night. That's Eric on 990. I'm
2: just going to start
0: reading Eric tweets for him to respond to. Tyler and Menominee really quickly before we move on. He says, I agree with you that the Packers have all the leverage, but Devil's Advocate, just for fun. Rogers then says, but if you guys don't trade me now, you won't get anything for me next year, so you better trade me now. Oh, Tyler, formerly of Menominee, now of Marathon. Well, let me change your contact, Tyler, in Marathon. I'm glad you mentioned that. I want to be accurate. Um, I suppose he could say that. I I don't know. Make him sit out the year then. I Like, do the Packers really? If the Packers play one more year and then he leaves as an unrestricted free agent, is that the worst thing in the world? You're leaving on good terms. He's going to a good situation. It's not one-sided. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll throw this Ebo's way. This is my new strategy. Anytime Ebo's on, anything that I don't know, I'll just I'll I'll make it Ebo's responsibility. We're going to talk with him coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Wisco Sports Show. I got a text from dave from monona and he wants me to pass a message to ebo and dave i mean i'm your friend i mean this in the nicest way possible you got to send this again because this is gibberish you got to try again with the voice to text this makes no sense i'm not going to try to parse this out on the air so follow up send it again maybe change up your wording and i i will pass your message along to ebo who is now joining us on the phone from our affiliate in madison the zone ebo welcome hello how are you
4: uh, Grant, I am great. I, I am actually uh, very well-adversed in deciphering Dave from Monona messages. He, <laughs> he's blind, He's blind, obviously, so he just yells at his phone, and whatever Siri or Alexa or whatever types out for him is what you get. I can usually translate it pretty good, so if you need someone to translate it, send it my way, and I can I can do that for you.
0: Okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll text it to you here. Um, uh, by the way, uh, on the Dave front, so Dave called in, I don't think it was yesterday, but two days ago and I got a text from somebody who who told me, please, please don't read this on air. It was just an observation, but I remember it. Somebody texted in and said, don't read this on air, but I am in awe of what Dave can absorb from games and remember about games despite him not being able to see. Like, we had a listener that was just floored. Well,
4: I mean, his other senses are heightened, Grant. (laughs) He's like Daredevil, except not as fast and just fatter. He's, you know, his... His sense of taste is definitely heightened the most, I think. Probably. And then I would go with uh, his memory is very good as well. He's like he's like a steel trap, man. He doesn't forget. Yeah. He's literally like the size of an elephant, so elephants never forget.
0: Elephants never forget. He's, okay, he texted and said, tell Evo that your money is on Dave from Monona longest drive in the golf outing March 12th. Are you guys doing a golf outing or something? Uh,
4: yeah, we're at the Madison Indoor Golf Center here in Madison, um, obviously, Madison Indoor Golf Center. Nice. And Dave challenged me today for a long drive contest. Now, he was at one of our golf outings uh, in the summer, and I did position him up and let him, you know, drive. He actually striped it pretty good. Of course so, he did. Uh I, I had no problem challenging a blind man to a uh, long drive contest. I'm all I'm all for it. You'll take a blind man's money. So
0: before I have some Aaron <laughs> Rodgers points that I want to run by you, and I want your approval or disapprovals. Tell me if I'm being fair, if I'm being a little over the edge, a little much. Uh, before we do, I, I got to apologize, man. I was yawning on Tuesday when I joined your show, and you are a man that takes care of business. You get up. You make healthy food. You work out. You get after it. You get your fresh air. You, you take care of business, and – I'm sorry because my only task before 11 a.m. on Tuesday was to sit down on my couch and talk to you on the phone, and I couldn't do without yawning, and I need to be better than that, and I apologize.
4: Oh, Grant, first of all, uh, don't apo- we don't apologize.
0: So, That's yeah, also I, something no, you taught me.
4: Not offend, no offense taken, but uh, yes, I mean, listen, I yawn too. It's just, you know, I find the times when no one's watching. That way, like <laughs> no I never let anyone know when I'm tired, Grant, okay?
0: I won't say sorry. I'll just be better. Don't say sorry. Just just be better. All right, I I can do that. So
4: nothing to apologize over.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's start with the news that we got about Aaron Rodgers yesterday. I think I'm going to surprise you. So Aaron, the news comes out that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley have split. All right, and they mm. called off their engagement. Mm. And I was looking at Twitter, oh. and there were a lot of people that were making ring jokes. Oh, Rodgers can't get that second ring. You know. Oh, Rodgers still. You know, the relationship never had a shot. You know. You know my opinion on this, Ebo. You know, we we love to rip on celebrities for dating people and breaking up. I I don't know how many people you saw before eventually marrying your lovely and and kind, beautiful wife. But I I can't imagine it was one or two. You typically, you go through phases, right? Why are we dragging Aaron Rodgers over the coals for this? Sorry, he's had three girlfriends. He's a busy guy. I'll defend him on this one. What say you? I've said this many
4: times. I'm still not over the Olivia Munn breakup yet. And she's, you know, I think she's (laughs) pregnant or just had her kid. I'm still processing that. So, no, but, you know, I saw a lot of people crack and joke. It's funny to me that there is, um, I is—I not name any names, but there's like a like a Peter Bukowski
0: or et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> He's already been referenced go... once on this show for a dumb tweet, so
4: since well, they, They'll go on and on and on about mental health and how you need to be respectful to people mm-hmm. and how you need to, like Kanye, for example, right now is losing his mind, and they'll go on a big thing about how Kim Kardashian needs to be protected and, and mental health of Pete Davidson and this and that yet then they'll go turn around and crack on Aaron Rodgers, who could be going through, you know, sadness of a breakup. So, I mean, it's low-hanging fruit. I get it. Some people just move on over it or think it's beneath them, and other people, you know, are hypocrites. Yeah. I'm not saying Peter Bukowski is, but I'm just pointing out the facts that they'll say one thing and then do another. But for me, Grant, I'm still not over the Olivia Munn breakup. Uh, (laughs) Shanley Woodley, she said that she had never been to Lambeau, doesn't like football, never had seen him play, like – for me, if if your passions aren't lined up with the one that you're eventually going to marry, then it's doomed from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully Rogers now can focus a little more on football, and he's doing okay.
0: Well, I, I think Seinfeld taught us a very important lesson. You don't need to be passionate about your significant other's passions, but you need to respect why they're passionate about their passions, right? Yeah. So, like, if, yeah. if I enjoy yeah. fishing, my girlfriend can't be like, fishing is so dumb. But she can say, well, I don't enjoy fishing, but I can see that it's very important to you, and and, and it makes you happy, and therefore I like it. Right and like what was the the case in Seinfeld where the the girlfriend didn't respect Jerry's work and then he yelled at her because she's a cashier <laughs> <laughs> which yeah which is you're one of my a favorite cashier lines. you're a cashier <laughs> which is You're a cashier. So disrespectful. No, it's, it's so funny. disrespect, right? Lines. You don't
4: have to have the same passion like my wife. My wife doesn't care for sports one bit. Yeah. I love her, but she recognizes you know, that I love watching it and talking about it, and she supports that. So as long as you have a good support system, I mean, that's all you really need. And it didn't seem like Stanley Willie really supported. I don't know the ins and outs, obviously, no. but it. I mean, that was the reports, right? Like Rodgers was too committed to football. And she wanted him to retire. So
5: yeah.
4: I mean, there, there's a
0: divide right there, obviously. So the reason I led with the Shailene Woodley stories, it's their personal business. I just I, I wanted to go to bat for Rogers there for a sec because I think I've been more anti-Rodgers than pro-Rodgers. So now I have a couple of other takes and things that have come up, and I want your take on. So please, I, I've been posing the question today between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who has the leverage? I say the Packers have the leverage because they have the contract. Right, they If they want to force Aaron Rodgers and, and no balls him to retire, then they can do that. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. In this back and forth right now, as Rodgers tries to figure out his future, I think the Packers could figure out his future for him rather quickly. I, I don't think they will, but they have all the leverage. What do you think about the, the power struggle right now? And who has more power than maybe the other party?
4: I don't know if necessarily there's a power struggle right now. I think, you know, the Packers... De- Rodgers does not have a no trade clause in his contract. So definitely the Packers have power over there. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're the Packers, you look at it like, you know, is Jordan Love going to be a quarterback that's going to get you to the playoffs next year? I, I don't think so. And to win the Super Bowl, you need to get into the playoffs, right? And then you look at the Packers, who the relationship last year between the two entities seemed off, obviously. This year, they seem like in a really good place. And now they're hiring guys that Rodgers you know, had connections with. That's uh, the special team's assistant was a former college teammate with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if that was, like, completely to appease him, but I think that's a little olive branch to say, hey, here you go. And then what's the report today? Uh, The quarterback's coach now is going to be Clements, who apparently Rodgers really likes. Mike Clements' cousin. A
0: lot of people don't know that. Mike Clements' cousin. (laughs) Wait, is is that for real? No, it's not even spelled the same. (laughs) But I keep calling him Mike Clements. I keep saying Mike, and I feel so stupid every time. It's Tom, right? Yeah, it's, it's Tom, Tom Clements. Right?
4: Clemens with a I, know, T I, keep, the I wanted to say Mike, too. I wanted to say Mike, too. I think it's a very, like, uh, it's definitely a lot better relationship than Shane Lee Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you that, yeah. because they're actually <laughs> doing things to, you know, Rodgers also said, like, I'm going to get my decision out before, you know, free agency to help Devontae and everyone else out. So I think it's like a give and take right now, and I tweeted this out, and I'll stand by it. You know, they can hire Rodgers' former teammates, and they can hire guys he likes or promote from within, but until I see... Rogers, the report that he renewed his membership at the Green Bay Country Club and his house got deep cleaned, then I'll officially believe it. that That's coming back.
0: Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. That's funny. We're talking with Ebo. That Evo. was a
4: little bit last year. It's like,
0: who gives a crap? Yeah, it was. Or the Country Club. And does the just the membership auto renew? I remember that whole ordeal, too. It's like, oh, my oh, yeah. God. We're yeah. we're taking this to insane heights. We're talking with <laughs> Ebo. Find him on Twitter, at Ebo Says. Um, another Aaron Rogers thing. I was critical of him. Uh, maybe maybe critical is the wrong word. But something I brought up this week is that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in one year together came up with a connection so good that they could put together a game-winning drive in a Super Bowl. And I guess I haven't been criticizing Rodgers, but I'm asking the question, why can Rodgers and Adams not do this in the postseason after seven or eight years together the same way that Stafford and Cup could after just one?
4: You know, I think that's a fantastic question, Grant Bills. It's something that everyone's, you know, searching for and wondering uh, because you're totally right. It was a very, you know, uh, an egg that was laid by Aaron Rodgers, who turned into this kind of like hero ball to a degree, always focusing on Devontae Adams. Um, That's one that is fair criticism for Aaron Rodgers. Like, why can't you do that? You know, Matt Stafford, uh, he went and what did he get, the beneficiary of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming. And Odell Beckham Mm -hmm. Jr. obviously was huge in the Super Bowl before he got hurt. I mean, he was the one making the big plays. So I think it goes back to you look at the Rams and not what they did for Stafford, but what they had done before Stafford got there set up a big team, and then they're like, Jared Goff's not the guy. Let's bring in Stafford. And then they went and got Odell Beckham Jr. I think what you see with the Rams is what Rodgers has wanted the Packers to do for a long time with getting star-studded free agents and yada, yada, yada coming in. But Mm -hmm. to your point, I do agree that Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you think to yourself, you guys are so good in the regular season. What happened in that playoff game against the Niners? But for me, the X factor of the loss was – Still the special teams, yeah. but definitely big blame on Rogers for kind of shrinking in a big game. And you can't like I can't defend him for it. It definitely was not his MVP like caliber game. It was, it was. I'm still. That's why I'm drinking tequila right now, Grant. I'm still trying to get over it.
0: <laughs> hey, can we talk about Badgers basketball for a couple minutes before I let go? Because this team's fun, man. This this they're so cocky. And they just they walk on the floor like they like they're about to win every game they play. And Johnny Davis is a stud and Chucky Hepburn's gonna be super good. And I had Zach Heilpern on yesterday and we were like we were talking about it. I love talking about this Badgers team. I wish I had more to say, but I, I just enjoy watching them.
4: Yeah, no, it's um it's definitely a breath of fresh air. The last couple of years with you know that group of, of players that were around for so long, it was it became lethargic. It became like a chore to watch, it was like a labored love. Yeah. And now you watch this team and you're like and shout-out to lacrosse. Uh, wow. Johnny Davis, dude.
0: Hoopers, man.
4: Unbelievable. I love the swag. You see guys actually dunking the ball, like, with authority. You see the, the bye-bye, bye-bye from Johnny Davis at the end. Incredible. Yeah. Brad Davison. I'm glad that Brad Davison came back. They even were on – this is how good the Wisconsin team is, Grant Pills. They're down in Indiana, right? I know they're engaged, but the all-time leading scorer for Indiana Women's Basketball was wearing Wisconsin gear <laughs> at Assembly Hall. That's, right. that's how like that's how impressive this team is. They're making everyone believers, even the all-time scorer for Indiana Women's Basketball. It's they're just so fun to watch. And to, you said Chucky Hepburn. He's going to be so great moving forward. I love I love Stephen Crowell way more than Nate Reavers at the end. Yeah, and, But Johnny Davis is that X factor. And then when you have an X factor like him, any game is winnable moving forward.
0: I think so, too. And that's fun. And if Johnny Davis has a quiet game, um, which is rare, I, I just hope between Hepburn and Wall and if Brad Davidson has a good shooting night, it's not like they're totally doomed. It's tough to win with Johnny Davis not playing well, but obviously we've yeah. seen what he can do when he's on. Uh, before I let you go, did you talk with Ben Kenny this week about the ordeal that happened in Madison? I mentioned it to Zach, um, and he said, "Oh yeah, not a not a surprise at all from from Ben Kenny, big time oh. in Madison." Did did I talk
4: about it? Of course, I talked about it, Grant. Bill, what did he have we, to we, say? We, we, uh, yeah, he took the blame as he should. Like I've never. Well, he's from the East Coast. He's the coasty. He's got this like elitist <laughs> attitude to a degree, you know. And you know, you know, and what are you, Grant? You're twenty three. Yeah, twenty four next week. I, by the way. Oh, happy early birthday! Is, I think you. Ben's twenty-two or twenty-three, one or the other. Yep. The, look, I'm I'm on my phone a lot. I don't understand that, but the, like the early twenty-year-olds are like glued to that phone, right? Just glued to it. And mm-hmm. I know because I see him every day that Ben's glued to the phone. The fact that you guys were at the same bar and he was upstairs and never came down to say hi when he solicited the drink earlier that week is like so hilarious to me and it so is. funny. It's funny. But at the same time, it's like, you, how do you wrap your mind around it? Like, the dude asked you to grab a drink earlier in the week, and then you're at the <laughs> same bar by chance. And he know he saw it on his phone yeah. and couldn't come down. It, well, he had to come hilarious. down to
0: leave. It's not like there's an upstairs exit. So he had to come down. He, he would have walked within 15, 20 feet of me and my family, my lovely family, t- approachable as as can be.
4: Oh, I partied with the Bills at the Badger Tailgate. they a beautiful family that you have. Wonderful. Your dad, mom, beautiful people, wonderful people. Your, you. your siblings. Wow. Too Grant Ben did take onus of it and said it, the, the fault is all his. And then <laughs> did I hear that he's filling in for you for the wedding Show that, tomorrow? That's
0: so funny. He's doing. I got a wedding in Madison uh, tomorrow night and Saturday, so he's doing here's, the show tomorrow. Can I have an idea? Please. Here's an idea.
4: Uh, and and uh, let me run it by you. Okay. You're in Madison this coming weekend. Invite
0: Ben out to a bar. Oh, I thought and then about this. No show, ghost <laughs> him. I literally thought about this this week. I was like, next time in Madison, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him to go somewhere. And it's not gonna be on state. It's gonna be somewhere far away. I'm gonna make him drive to Middleton. It's like I want to meet him at a okay. supper club, and I'm gonna make him go.
4: Well, he, I, he's from Philly. Does he know what a supper club is? He's probably his nose is in the air, probably over it. Grant, That's a good point. There was so in the bowl game, really quick in the bowl game for the Badgers, um, Arizona State. He asked me to meet him out at Mondays at 9 o'clock because I was already downtown for a, an event. Yep. And I said, sure, I'll meet up. I'm literally walking to Mondays to meet him. And he messaged me, or I messaged him to make sure, and he said that he wasn't there and he was going to be a little longer. When he's the one that invited me and said 9 o'clock, I'm <laughs> walking there, literally walking there. I texted him. He said, oh, I'm not going to be there for actually a while longer. So I just left. I almost got ghosted by him on the on
0: the bowl night. So You ghosted him first. Yeah. Well, I told him I wasn't going to wait until another hour to yeah. find, to you know well, meet up with him. And to, to bring this all together, Evo, and this is what I told Zach Heilpern yesterday, and this is why I love Zach, I, if I would have texted Zach to get a beer, he just wouldn't have answered me. He never would have promised anything. Correct. He just would have, like, Correct. He wouldn't have would have said anything in return. You're 100% <laughs> spot
4: on. Grant, next time you're on to Madison, I know – I was very vocal what I was doing and told you I wasn't around anymore because I had my, my goddaughter down from lacrosse actually last weekend. Yeah. And I said I'd already left. But next time you're down, uh, besides the wedding this coming weekend, I would love and not ghost
0: you to get a beer. Hey, I will say um, Sunday morning, we don't have plans. So if you want to get a bloody or something, let me know. And if, and Evo, hey, you know what? I made you a bloody. You did. I made you a bloody last time you were down here. How good was that thing? Yeah, that thing was really good. So if you want to meet for a bloody on Sunday, cool. And if not, that's fine too. But if, if we're going to do it, let's do it and not, you know, not pull a Ben Kenny. Not pull a Ben
4: Kenny. Yeah, and if plans change, I'll gladly let you know. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll talk. Hey, Evo, I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me run some of my Aaron Rodgers ideas by you. And uh have yeah, an excellent I love your weekend.
4: Aaron Rodgers ideas. It's great to have a meeting of the minds uh, from different perspectives. That's why I love the Wisco Sports Show.
0: It is. It is. Listen to all these different ideas flying around. Thank you, Evo. Have an excellent night. You're the man. Evo the- says on Twitter. You can find him on the Zone in Madison. Let's take a break. We'll uh, decompress all of that. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.